0: Imagine a business built on what matters most to you, one inspired by creativity and connection, where purpose leads to profit and wealth is measured not just by your bottom line, but by your higher self. Welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast, where we connect the spiritual with the practical to create a holistic approach to entrepreneurship. Leave the hustle behind and let your intuition lead the way as you grow a successful, fulfilling business and a joyful, radiant life. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. My name is Lee Shea McDonough, and I am so honored to have you here. Today's episode is going to be a great one. I am so thrilled to introduce you to my friend and colleague, Emily Walker. I've known Emily for a few years now, and she is just so wise, so kind, so generous with her guidance. And I am so grateful to her for all of the support that she's provided as I've grown my business and as I've started the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. So naturally, she was one of the first guests I wanted to have on, and I am thrilled to share our interview with all of you today. So Emily is a leader, learning designer, and workshop facilitator from beautiful Victoria, British Columbia. She's also the foundress of the Modern Leaders Collective, which is a movement and a membership community where heart-centered entrepreneurs find the connections, accountability, and confidence to awaken their inner leader and ignite change in the people they serve. She is also the host of the Course Wellness Podcast, a bite-sized learning experience dedicated to helping you design transformative online programs. So Emily has worked with a diverse range of clients from large corporations to best-selling authors, and she has the unique ability to balance practical and strategic frameworks with tools for necessary personal and spiritual inner work so that you can break through blocks and step into your power as a change maker. Emily is seriously one of my favorite people in the world. So let's get right to my interview with Emily Walker of Modern Leaders Collective.
1: Emily, welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hi, Lee. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here. Yay. Well, let's dive right in then. Um, Tell us about your business and how you earn a living. Yeah. So my business is Modern Leaders Collective, and I get lit up helping leaders, entrepreneurs, helpers, healers take all of their ideas, their experience, their passion, and turn it into life-changing learning experiences for their audience.
0: And let me just say, I can absolutely attest to that because not only is Emily a friend, a colleague, she's in my mastermind, but I am also a client of hers. And she guided me through her process as I was building up one of my programs. And so I can say firsthand that she really is the expert at what she does, which is why I am so thrilled to
1: have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. I should like hire you to be my personal hype person that just like follows (laughs) me around. That'll be my next gig. You're you're publicist. (laughs) There we go. Uh,
0: So I would love to know from you, when you think about spiritual entrepreneurship
1: or when you think about being a spiritual entrepreneur, what does that mean to you? I love this question because I feel like it means so many different things. And I know everyone has kind of their own definition of what it means to be a spiritual entrepreneur. And so when I was thinking about this question, when you, when you first kind of started mentioning it to me a couple of weeks ago, I've, I was thinking about it and I realized that being a spiritual entrepreneur for me is really a sense of being whole in my business mm-hmm. and not feeling like I have to compartmentalize, you know, this is my professional self and this is my personal self and this is myself that talks obsessively about cats and this is myself who reads tarot and realizing that I could show up and just be my authentic self, capital S, and bring all full integrated parts of me into my business and therefore into the energy that I bring when I work with my clients.
0: I love that because I think kind of baked into what you just described was this true embodiment of holistic entrepreneurship that we are able to show up fully and embrace every part of ourselves in our business when we come at it through,
1: through the spiritual
0: piece. So I really resonate with what you just shared.
1: Yeah. And for me, I think it's, I, I love the idea of the yeah using the word holistic to describe it, because I think that as entrepreneurs, we can tend to fall into the trap of being quite performative in how we show up in our business and feeling like we have to show up in a certain way or talk in a certain way or express vulnerability or interests or whatever it may be. And I think when you're able to show up from that place of integration and alignment and a holistic For lack of a better word, it takes away that performance and allows you to just be.
0: I think you've just hit on something really important. I'd love to dive in a little deeper, this idea of doing versus being. And so sometimes, especially early in our businesses, when we're first getting started, we put such a heavy emphasis on the doing, on the action, on the go, 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 make it work, make it work. And what I'm hearing you say is that when we allow this spiritual component to come in, it shifts away from the doing and more towards the being. And I'm curious in your own journey in entrepreneurship, how that has emerged for you.
1: Oh, I feel like this concept has emerged in so many ways and it's and it's so funny because it's so simple at its at its core like you said this this difference between the doing and the being and the balance of these energies and yet it is so new to me like I feel like I only really started to grasp this concept in the past maybe year and a half of my business. And so I know when I first got it started, I was so focused on the doing, all the things, you know, it's the never-ending list of all the different things that you need to be doing and you should be doing and You won't succeed if you don't do it this way, and it's not only the doing, but it's having to do it in a specific way. And me, being my typical procrastination self, just didn't do most of it because I was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm not going to deal with this. Like, I can't do this. It's too many things." And what I recognize now, and what someone told me once, is that procrastination is a, a form of intuition. And so at the time, I didn't know it, but that was really the first threads of my intuition showing up in my business. And it was only when I started to really lean into that in about the past year and a half when through a a bunch of different patterns that were all similar started emerging in all different areas of my life that were basically screaming at me like, stop doing, start being. And I tried to do my way into being by being like, okay, this is great. I am going to make a plan and I'm going to read the books and I'm going to find the podcasts that teach me what I need to do in order to just be. And that did not work. And when I started to kind of get into this pattern of allowing myself to be and not to perform and to focus on on what felt right and what just existed was when I really started to see these huge shifts and alignments occurring in my business and growth occurring in ways that I just, I never even knew were possible.
0: I think that is tremendously powerful. Uh, There's so much juicy stuff that we could dig into in what you just said. I think a few things that really resonated for me, first and foremost, this idea that procrastination is a form of intuition. I think that is a revolutionary way of looking at procrastination and so different than how I've traditionally viewed it. Because a lot of times I view procrastination as being fear showing up and fear blocking us. And I think the lens that you're viewing it through is so fascinating that sometimes we're not moving forward or making progress. It's not fear-based, it's actually intuition-based. And I think that is such a fascinating approach to it.
1: It's definitely a different lens for sure. And, And I want to be clear that there are some times where we procrastinate because it is from that fear. It's from that place of contraction of having to step outside of our comfort zone and do something that maybe doesn't feel safe. It's not something that we've done ever before. Or there's times like I think of like productinating is what I call it when you're like, well, I can't work. My desk is too messy. <laughs> I better like tidy these things up. But then there's times where it's like, you're like, okay, I'm going to hold a block of time and I'm going to work on this, you know, my new website or something, if you're doing like a rebrand, for instance, and every time you sit down to work on it, it just doesn't feel right. Or you come up with all these different reasons why not to work on it. And what I found with the procrastination is that it really you need to examine the motivation behind why you're not doing something. And so I, I love that you brought up this idea of being fear based as well, because very often if we find ourselves pushing off a task, we have to think about well, why is it? Is it because there's some some part of my body, some part of my heart that's going no, not right now. This this something isn't right right now. Or is it because like you said, there's that fear? Or is it that there's just You know, it just doesn't light us up, and we either have to go, Well, why is this on my to do list? Or, like, okay, I just have to, you know, buckle down and clean the bathroom finally. You know, (laughs) I I think there's lots of different things behind it for sure. And that's actually something that I'm going
0: to be talking about in next week's podcast episode. I'm going to be taking a really close look at fear based decision making versus intuitive based decision making. And I think one of the things that you've really brought to light is the fact that sometimes it's not either or sometimes it's on a spectrum. And so we do really have to clue in and pay close attention to the messages that we're receiving.
1: Absolutely, for sure. And, and I think recognizing that there, it's never just that easy black and white, check the boxes, you know, do a quick self-assessment and it's like, ding, 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 there you go. This is where it's coming from. So I love the idea of it existing on a spectrum.
0: And that actually kind of brings me into the second point I wanted to draw out from your earlier comment, this idea of trying to do your way into being and i think that's such a such a common trap that holistic entrepreneurs fall into i know i have where it's like okay well if i just read all the books and listen to all the podcasts and soak all this up then then it'll just happen and that's not how it works is it i mean we really do have to do the inner work and the inner work i guess you could say it's it's a type of doing but it really requires uh, an active passivity, if that makes sense. You know, this idea that we're creating space for for integration so that we can make sense of all of this.
1: Absolutely. I love that active passivity. I think so. I think it's, it's, an, <laughs> it, it's an intentional lack of action or an intentional sitting with the discomfort or just existing. And I think in a society that is constantly prioritizing and championing the the doing, we always you see that going around like busy is not a badge of honor. And yet when we run into people and we ask how things are going, it's usually like, oh, so busy, so many things to do. And 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 I think part of the resistance around being is one, our bodies are just not used to it. They're like, I I remember this one time my partner challenged me. He was like, okay, I need you to take a day off. And he's like, and not do anything. And I was like, "Oh, that's great! I don't have work to do, so I can finally reorganize the kitchen." And he was like, "No, like you can't do anything." He's like, right. "I want that's you." That's not the point. <laughs> that is not the point. And I, I was restless the whole day. I was like, "I don't know what to do with myself." Like, what do you mean? Like, are there people out there who could just do this for an entire day? And that was me, like a year, a year and a half ago. Now I'm like, "Yes, let's take a day. Let's just like sit by the beach and do nothing." And it is—it's a—it's a muscle that you have to train. It is—it's a way of existing that we're not used to existing in.
0: It's really true. And, and I'm actually sitting here thinking about the concept of acceptance and how we have passive acceptance and active acceptance. And passive acceptance feels like you're just kind of like letting the world steamroll you. You know, you just kind of roll over and you're like, all right, whatever happens, happens, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, it's totally. very passive as opposed to active acceptance, which is really taking an objective look at your current situation. And maybe you don't like it, maybe you wish it wasn't the case, but you see it for what it is and you are actively accepting it. And then from that point, you can take action. And I almost feel like there's a parallel between acceptance and then this being state and that we do have to actively be, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think that makes complete sense. And I think it it comes back to that concept, not only of balance of needing both but i always think about the the being energy is so closely related to the receiving energy for me mm-hmm. and if we think about if we're constantly doing and we were like it's almost like an output energy we're just pushing things out there all the time if we never stop to just exist and look inwards and tune in with ourselves, then we're never actually opening to receive anything that that are like the fruits of our labors of all of the action and that type of thing.
0: That's so true. And I'm really curious, you know, I know that you have been building Modern Leaders Collective, and I'm just so curious how that duality has shown up for you and how you've balanced the need to take action, to build your business, to, to do all those things and balancing that with this being state and of honoring the, the spiritual aspect and giving yourself time to rest and restore. What has that been like for
1: you? Well, it has been a journey. That is for sure. And, and I can be fully transparent is when I started, when I was first introduced to these concepts, it actually had nothing to do with entrepreneurship and business for me. It was, it was showing up in, in other areas of my life and it was my phenomenal therapist who first kind of started talking about this balance of these energies and, and how they affect us in our lives. And when I started to put these principles into practice and when I started to really cultivate that other energy, I saw these huge shifts in my life. I started to have this spiritual practice. I started to connect more with my, myself and I was like, I like this. This feels great. And so I was like, what would it be like to have this feeling in all areas of my life instead of feeling like I had it in one area, but then my business was existing over in this box. And so part of this journey was I almost felt like I outgrew where my business was. Mm-hmm. And that's what led me to go, okay, I need to make this shift from what was a, a previous business that was working really well for me. And, I, and I, the essence of it felt so right, but it felt like something was missing. And that's what led me into creating Modern Leaders Collective. And so the creation process was, was very intentional because I did have all of those things, like you said, that had to be done, like create the website and look at the brand and look at this and look at that. But I really tried, and I was not always successful, but I, was really, I really tried to have that balance of check-ins and cultivating a practice where I could check in about how I was feeling and was I on the right path and, and were things feeling in alignment? Because what I said to my friends and my clients and my colleagues was, I was like, Modern Leaders Collective started as a feeling. And it was so important to me that I stayed true to that feeling as I was doing and and building. And I find when you get so caught up in the action and the excitement of creation, it's easy to, to, to stay so far up in your head that you lose the connection with your heart where that feeling really lives. Yeah. And the word that keeps
0: coming to mind as as I'm listening to you is is integration. So you have this core emotion behind Modern Leaders Collective, and it's about doing all the things in a way that fully integrates with how you want to feel, how you want to show up and and what you want your people, your community to feel as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that is a hundred percent true. And so tell me more about the community aspect of your work. I know that within Modern Leaders Collective, you have a membership program. And I'm really curious to know more about that and more, more about how you choose to cultivate community
1: within your work. Yes. Oh, I love this question. This is wonderful. So I do have a membership community. It's called The Loft. And The Loft was a huge part of that feeling of that need for shift. So my previous business was called Course Wellness with Emily, and that was purely focused on helping entrepreneurs design online courses. And I loved parts of it. I loved the people I worked with. I loved the learning design framework, but I always felt like something was missing. Like it just felt like it was almost there but not quite right. Mm-hmm. And I knew at its core it was good and strong and I was like this isn't a, you know, burn everything to the ground and start again. It was like a expansion and an integration like you said. And one of the things that I've always felt is I love bringing people together. I love introducing people. I love being that per- I remember being that person on the playground in school that would be like you and you and you and I, we're all going to be friends and this is going to be amazing. And what I was finding with my clients is I was like, I want you all to know each other. I want all these people who have these same values, these same passions, and who are also just super cool, amazing people. I was like, I want to find a way that we can all hang out. And support each other and learn and grow from each other. Because I found I just, every collaboration I had with a client, I left with new skills and tools that I wanted to share with the people that I was connected with. And so part of this evolution with Modern Leaders Collective and The Loft was like, I want to create a container for these people, for this energy, where they can all come together and own their powers as leaders and support each other and learn from each other. And also just, I was like, I want to have all my people in one place because we all are united by similar values and energies and it's just feels so magical.
0: Yes. And I think what I really love so much is that this was very much guided by your intuition. And now you have created this place where other intuitively oriented entrepreneurs can come and connect with each other. And so you've You've created the community that you wanted, but you've also created a community that
1: really serves its people. And I think that's such a lovely balance that you're striking. Oh, thank you. It was, it was so important to me because what I often heard working with my clients is we would come up with these fantastic program designs and then they would go, look, like, I just want more people to bounce ideas off of. And I want people who have, are going through this journey at the same time and, and people who are who really care about making a big impact and changing their audience's lives as part of their business. And they're like, I want to like, are there more people like that out there? And I was like, absolutely. Like a hundred percent. So let's create a space where you can connect with these people and and not feel like you're alone on this journey. Oh, that's so powerful. Oh, I love it. So
0: tell me a little bit about Um, some of the core concepts that you really bring into The Loft and into Modern Leaders Collective. Like when someone engages with you there, what can they expect?
1: Well, I always said The Loft is built on three pillars and there's a lot more that wraps around it. But the the pillars that were the most important to me, um, first and foremost, is community, a very soulful, heart-centered community Where people can find their biz besties, they can make connections, they can learn from just the widest range of expertise, and just really feel like they're connected with like-minded spirit. And the second pillar is really accountability because I think that's something that we all need. Whether it's your intuition telling you to procrastinate, or you are having those pinches of fear that are are stopping you from taking those steps forward to really expand your business and expand your impact. Having other people who can check in on you and say, like, hey, like, how are things going? And, like, I know it was really important to you that you finished this this week, or I know you have this webinar coming up and, and you're feeling a bit anxious, how can we help you? And, and, and how can we review things for you? And, and what comes with that, and the third pillar is confidence, because I think that it's so wonderful that we have this connection with our heart and with our spirit, and part of that can almost be getting a little bit too trapped inside ourselves mm-hmm. where we almost, you know, it'd be so powerful if we could just give ourselves permission to believe in what we feel like is the right path. But there is something that sometimes just being able to have someone else confirm that. And, it, and I find it is always the case. It's very rare that you're like, Hey, I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think? And then someone's like, no, no, don't do that. Like absolutely not they're always, it's always a confirmation. It's almost like a permission. Yes. And so that was so important to me that there was this sense of confidence and clarity that people would have for taking these learning experiences and, and sharing them with their people.
0: I love that. And that confidence really is rooted in that first pillar of community. And so it's a way of connecting the internal intuition with this external community to make sure that, yeah, like I really am on the right track here. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Absolutely. Okay. So in light of that, I'm really curious to know about like a time when you worked your inner wisdom, when you really drew on your intuition uh, in terms of maybe it was a pivot in your business, or maybe it was just kind of a big, big decision that you were arriving at. But I would love to know more about kind of what that process looks like for you when
1: you're allowing your intuition to inform how you move forward. Well, I think the, the two most recent examples of that that really come to mind, I think first and foremost was when I was feeling like it was time to expand from course wellness and and create what is now Modern Leaders Collective and The Loft. and And I spoke about how that was really much starting to get this feeling of not feeling aligned with where I was in my business. And it was really leaning into the, it was very physical sensations. It would just, it was feeling constriction and like I I have an office where in my home. And I didn't want to be in that space. There was something about the physical space that even that I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. And I found myself not wanting to talk about my business and not wanting to articulate certain things. And then there was also just so much self-judgment too, being like, I can't rebrand. I can't do this. Like I haven't existed as course wellness for long enough for these things. And th- it was actually through working with you, Lee, and, and hearing about the principles and the concepts that you teach um, in your book and in your coaching about like, how to have those thoughts and those judgments and create that space between them. And in that space, I was able to hear the true message that was coming through, which was the essence of what you have is good, and it is time to shift align and take this powerful energy that you're experiencing in other areas of your life and fully integrate it. And so part of that process and really going through that and realizing that when I leaned into what felt right and when I felt like I was flowing and not forcing, I saw these shifts that I had never seen before in my business, like ever. And, and then what happened was more recently, right after or right before I should say launching the loft, I fell into that habit of, of doing things the way that everyone else does them because that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So I went, well, this is a membership. So this is what I need to include. And I need to include this and this and that and that. And then what happened was, is I, I opened the doors. I sent one email to my list and I was like, the cart is open. And then I didn't talk about it. Uh-huh. And again, I found myself telling my friends, I was like, don't share about it on Instagram yet. I'm not ready. Or I, I didn't want to talk about it. And, and people were like, celebrate this, celebrate this launch. And I was like, this feels familiar. I have been in this place before. Mm-hmm. So what isn't feeling right? And it was, I think if I hadn't experienced that, you know, when I first started the rebrand for Modern Readers Collective, I don't think I would have had that awareness for this most recent shift.
0: I think that is tremendously insightful of you to be able to connect past to present and recognize when, when you were sliding down the slippery slope again, you know, and to kind of catch yourself in that. Um, and I also just want to say, too, like I am so honored that my work and the, and the book and the work that we did together played a role in that development. I mean, that, that is, it just
1: warms my heart. So I I'd be remiss if I didn't thank you for that. So thank you. Oh Well, thank you because it's, I don't know, I I will shamelessly plug your book for you right now because it (laughs) is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go right ahead because seriously, these concepts are like such a game changer. And I always say that like, there are, are, everyone talks about the must read books for entrepreneurs and very often they're like strategy and sales based. And I think if you only read one book, it should be this one because getting a healthy relationship with your thoughts and your emotions and knowing the tools and the techniques that are in this book, like Lee, you have created something miraculous here because I very much credit it for the huge growth that I've seen in my business.
0: Oh, Emily. Well, thank you so much. And, and that's actually a perfect segue in many ways to the next section of our podcast, which is called the Make It Work Moment The Make It Work Moment is brought to you by my book, Act On Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness. So Emily, if you're ready, let's go make it work. Let's do this. So in the Make It Work Moment, this is really our time to take everything that we've talked about today and make it actionable. So to leave the listeners with one, maybe two strategies that they can implement today so that they can tap into their intuition, but then allow it to inform the action they take, whether it's in their business, whether it's in their life. And so I'm really curious, Emily, we spoke a lot about community. We spoke a lot about kind of force versus flow. We talked about doing versus being. And I'd love to know how we can operationalize that for a listener. So if someone wanted to really
1: lean into those qualities, what's something that they could do today? Oh, that's such a good question. And, and I was like thinking about it for the different practices that I have to really lean into that intuition. And what came up for me is it's also knowing how to deal with that fear. And we talked about that when I was talking about that procrastination and, and being able to see like, is this intuition speaking or is this fear speaking? And, and one practice I have that really has helped my relationship with fear is I will ask myself a question around whatever is coming up for me at this time. And I'm sorry, my cat is joining me for this section. He wants to make it work as well. Perfect. Um, And and so a good example might be like, if you're not sure about, you know, let's say for me, it was the Mm rebrand, just writing at the top of the page, like something like, why would rebranding be a terrible idea? Mm -hmm. And then just write whatever comes up because those fear-based judgmenty thoughts—they will be there, like a hundred percent. And and so what I do is I I use like double-spaced paper, like lined paper. And on the first line, I write it really, really tiny, like super, super small. And then after I have just brain dumped, I try to do a minimum of ten. But if there's more, I encourage you to do more. And then above the space where you um you wrote your teeny tiny fear. I write big capital letters an affirmation that flips the fear. So if it's something like, let's let's say a good one is um, yeah, my rebranding is is rebranding a good idea? And it'd be something like, No, because no one will be able to have any sort of brand recognition. And then I might write something like, My essence of my business is still true, regardless of my logo. Ooh, that's or some fun. Something yeah. like that. And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, I know there's lots of different ways of framing your affirmations, whether it's a, uh, I am, it's safe to do this or I am feeling this. Whatever feels right to you. And, and I encourage you not to second guess it or judge it and just let it come out. And so for me, a, a big thing around my fear is this feeling of safety. And I'm sure that's going to come up in, in your future episodes because I know that that's huge. But it's just giving yourself permission to feel the fear create space for the intuition to be heard louder. And that was what was so, so key for me.
0: And I love how you developed a process where you could literally write that out, where you could address it head on. And so it wasn't about avoiding the fears. It wasn't about trying to minimize them or make them go away. You really were creating space for them. You were having a dialogue with them. And then you were able to respond in such an affirmative way. I think that is such a lovely approach. that. So thank you for sharing that with with me and and with the audience. Oh, you're welcome. So before we wrap up, Emily, I'm really curious if there's one key takeaway that you would like the listener to walk away with from our interview today.
1: I think the biggest thing that I would like people to leave with is if if you're looking for it, permission to lean into how you're feeling and recognizing that those feelings you're having, if something feels so good in your business to keep doing it, and if something doesn't feel right, to take the time to really look at why that may be. And it's like we talked about looking at, is it fear? Is it a misalignment? Is it maybe a value that's being stepped on or an inauthenticity to yourself? And so it's really giving yourself the permission to explore that with an open mind.
0: So I think that is a lovely way to conclude our podcast. Emily, I am just so grateful for you and for all you do. And
1: can you tell the listener where they can learn more about you? So one of my favorite places to hang out is on Instagram. So if you want to connect, you want to chat more, I am 100% the type of person who responds to DMs. So please reach out. I can be found at Modern Leaders Co. So C-O at the end there. Um, You can also find me on my website, modernleaderscollective.com. And if you want to learn more about The Loft, it's loft.modernleaders.com. I really encourage you to check it out. It's a beautiful community. And I know that if you love Lee and everything she has to share, you are gonna super resonate with all the amazing people just like her in this community.
0: Yes, come find us over there. It's a lot of fun and we would love to have you. So Emily, thank you again for being a guest on the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So thank you so much to my good friend, Emily Walker of Modern Leaders Collective for being on this episode of Work Your Inner Wisdom. She is such a dynamic human being. And so if you're not already following her, be sure to head over to Instagram. You can find her at Modern Leaders Co. or you can head to her website, modernleaderscollective.com. To learn more about Emily and to find out more about everything we talked about in this podcast, you can head over to our show notes page, which is workyourinnerwisdom.com/slash four. That's the number four. And while you're there, if you have not already signed up for the Wisdom Library, you will absolutely want to do that. That is a treasure trove of free information and guides that will help you build your spiritually aligned business. So you can go to workyourinnerwisdom.com/free to find out how to access the wisdom library. So if you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, then you're going to want to talk about it, and the best place to do that is over in the Work Your Inner Wisdom Facebook community. Every week we have an episode thread where you can ask questions and share your thoughts about what we talked about today. So if you are not already a member, then head over to Facebook and join the Work Your Inner Wisdom Facebook community. You can do that by going to facebook.com slash groups slash Work Your Inner Wisdom. I cannot wait to see you there. I want to take a moment to thank those of you who have already left a review over at iTunes. I am so grateful for your support. And if you haven't already done that, it is not too late. It is never too late to head on over and leave a review. It really helps people find the podcast and it helps build our community of holistic, spiritually minded entrepreneurs. So thank you in advance for your five star review. I really appreciate it. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you next time and remember to let your inner wisdom lead the way.